This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is political theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. Brandon Weatherby is the managing editor of District Fray. He is the founding editor uh, and publisher of Recommend If You Like and the longtime host and founder of the podcast You, Me, Them, Everybody. He's joining us today. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball, not just because baseball is back. This is uh, We're recording this on opening day, but because baseball has changed a little bit, and we want to talk about that. Brandon, welcome to Political Theater. Thanks for having me. I think I'm trying to remember the last time that you were on. I think that we were talking about football. It might have been football and some of the idiosyncrasies and political tie-ins to to professional football. I'm pretty sure it was the start of the XFL. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was. 2.0, and we're about to start 3.0. Right, right, and because, and also the the uh, the XFL had a, a a team here in Washington. It had, I mean, of course, it has the connection to wrestling, for which you're uh, ac- acutely interested in. Yes, and we're we can that that's another podcast. We'll say we'll save the <laughs> XFL for another podcast. But let's let's talk about baseball. Baseball is back. Uh, the the lockout started, you know, right after the World Series. It seemed to last kind of forever. People just got more pissy and pissy about the whole situation. Labor strife in in baseball is typically pitting rich people versus very rich people. So it's hard to get, it's hard, it's hard to sort out heroes and villains uh, uh, in, in, in that situation. But considering how long that lasted, the season's only a week late, which is fine because in places like DC, the weather is just miserable anyway at the end of March. But so we're about we're about to embark on another baseball season. Baseball is still baseball. It's still an awesome sport. But there's all kinds of weird things <laughs> that have not really been a part of the equation for a while. And and one of those is that, you know, here in Washington, D.C., the Nationals, like like a lot of professional baseball teams, are partnering with a sports book. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just unpack how weird this is. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's sponsored by MGM. There's a sports book in the corner. There's also one, to be fair to the Nats, there is one where the Capitals and Wizards play as well. And it is becoming the norm. Uh, That being said, neither of those sports are mired in the history of scandal like baseball. I mean, the White Sox for for more than 100 years were mostly known for one cheating scandal. And it had nothing to do with sports books. It was off the books. And one of the greatest players of all time who's still alive, who's still a commentator is not in the hall of fame because he gambled on games. So it's not like a new, I'm not telling anybody that they don't know. And it's been weird since MGM had their first signage in the park a few years ago. It's just now there seems to be no wink and a nod that like, Hey, should we not be doing this? Like, no, we are doing this. We are, we are, this is who we are. It doesn't matter. Everyone's doing it. There's no such thing as morals. And in a weird way, I'm okay with that because let's stop pretending like gambling inherently it's it's no it's a vice it's no different than booze and there's booze everywhere in the park you know so yeah but nobody got banned nobody got banned from the hall of fame like pete rose for for drinking um maybe they should have <laughs> maybe all the guys that took a bunch of greenies and maybe had a bunch of dui shouldn't be in the hall of fame then you know i think that would empty out the hall 
fine. There shouldn't be. Well, I'm one of the very, I don't know, a few, but there shouldn't be a Hall of Fame pre like integration. Like all those guys weren't good. If you block out a lot, half the, the people that could play, you're not good. Is there a Hall of Fame for Double A basketball or Triple A baseball? No, I mean I guess there's a minor league, so I, I should I negate that statement. But yeah, like the Hall of Fame is already bunk. Let's start over. Uh, a, a, a decent thing. I mean, we may we may feel like the need to start over depending on how you know whether we get mired in more scandal with gambling. And I mean, to be fair too about about this, I mean, you mentioned Vice. The Nationals and a lot of other parks have also been running a numbers game <laughs> in the park for years, you know, where you sign up and, and you oh, basically – the 50-50 raffle? Yeah, yeah the 50-50 yeah. raffle. I mean, yes, it, a lot of it goes to, to charity and, yeah. and a good cause. But, like, let's be honest. This is this is numbers. I mean, like, it's not I'm even... way more fine with that because no one's possibly losing their mortgage on a 50-50 raffle. That's true. That's true. So – I guess, I mean, maybe the thing that is a, a little weird about it, and, and again, sort of caveat, like my family has a history of gamblers in it. I had a, gra- a grandfather, you know, who who was a, you know, I mean, it was, this was how he made his living. So he was good um, at it. He, he was, he was good at it. Do you think that's the norm? No, that is not the norm. And and, and eventually he was employed by the casino. So in, in, in Las is Vegas. He, was he a cooler? You know, that's the kind of stuff that I don't even know exactly where you where it moves into that. And so I, I don't want to say because I didn't really know. The casino is going to come yeah. after you? <laughs> no, I mean, the, that casino doesn't exist anymore. The, the, the Sands, uh, where he worked. I mean, t- talk about a, a casino steeped in lore. I mean, it's on the cover of Robin and the Seven Hoods, Hoods right? The Frank Sinatra movie or, or Ocean's Eleven, the original Ocean's Eleven. Doesn't exist anymore. But part of it is I just didn't really know that grandfather that well. He died when I was very young. Uh, you know, we visited his his widow in, in Vegas after he died. But, you know, I didn't really know it that well. But I'm put it this way. I'm familiar with gambling. I grew up because I was, grew up in Arizona and, mm-hmm. and that evolved a lot of trips to to Vegas. And because where I li- went to school at NAU and Flagstaff, we went to Laughlin a lot. I'm familiar with gambling. Gambling's in the bloodstream and gambling was nearby. But there's something about like going into a ballpark and being hit with ads to like, here's an app and we're going to give you 10 bucks, you know, <laughs> like if you sure. sign up for the app to gamble on like this game, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, it's just a little weird. It's not I, going I guess to, I don't feel that weird about it because baseball is not the most fun sport to gamble. That's true. Yesterday was an ads park tour. So we were there and the, there was like five, they opened at 11 AM. There were five people from off the street. When I say off the street, I mean, people that weren't there for the tour. It, it sounds bad. It, it's not bad. It's not, not a swamp from the bar, like playing the slots. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they were open, people were there placing bets. Right. Mm-hmm. And none of them were baseball because there weren't any baseball games. And the things that were on the screen were the current basketball games from last night and betting on NFL futures, which is months from now. So in a weird way, I'm kind of okay with it. Also, for DC specifically, this is a DC only problem. I'm really okay with it because the DC sports betting app is so bad. They lost money last year and people couldn't bet during the Super Bowl. <laughs> if the biggest gambling event, the reason you're doing this, the 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 theory that this is going to make so much money for the government isn't functioning well, it's kind of hard to blame people that go to the sports book to do the betting that they can't do on their phone because the app is not working. 
it takes talent to lose money gambling, you know, if you're a, a government entity that sponsors it yeah. uh, or or if you say own or operate a casino like mm-hmm. a former president of ours who couldn't make that work either. I mean, that, we allowed, that's... you allowed they allowed betting during WrestleMania four <laughs> of of the wrestling matches. So like also anyone that competed in WrestleMania four that didn't make money. I'm just disappointed in all of them. <laughs> Let's talk about. Crypto now too. I mean, this yeah. is this is a separate issue than gambling, but it it is it is a you know a cryptocurrency. This is a uh, an increasing part of our financial infrastructure. Sure. Congress is trying to figure out how to regulate it. States are trying to figure out how to regulate it. The SEC is stu- studying it. Meanwhile, everybody from NBA players to Bob and Shirley down the street seem to have like you know a cryptocurrency that they're trading in. And again, like some of this is not. It's not all nefarious. I'm not trying to, to paint it as it. I mean, like, there, you know, you could argue that some of the, the tokens that you buy that you could give to people on the street that give them that give them access to food uh, at, a, at a truck down by you the mean mission. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this is I mean, these are that that's that's obviously not cryptocurrency online, but like any any kind of currency in a way is is kind of crypto because there's no there's no value inherent in a, a bill you know so the, the thing about crypto is anytime you talk about it for more than a minute you just sound like you're high in 15 <laughs> that's true like i i'm like i have a what I'm, is money man that's <laughs> true just paper <laughs> and metal yeah of course the idea of crypto is no different than the idea of winning big at mgm sportsbook it's the perception of wealth right with a handful of, and it's a pyramid as to me as an outsider it's a pyramid scheme is that a legal term? Yes. Yeah. Should I be using it? Probably not. But I'm not getting it, and I'm not opposed to people that are. I have friends that are doing okay in crypto, and good for them, not for me. And so where that is is the president's, the, the president's club, the former president's club, so like right behind home plate. Right. So in one corner of the park, you have MGM, and the other corner of the park, you have crypto. <laughs> and it seems so. It seems accurate to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... It's a it's a big shrug of the shoulders to me. Um, I shouldn't have to say to me because that's how words work. So, will this stuff be here in five years? Will it be the dominant? I don't know. My gut says no, but I don't r- run a major league baseball team. I have no idea. That, I mean, the Staples Center is no longer the C- Staples Center. It's the cr- crypto center. Right? Huge. Yeah. That is huge. So, I don't. In, in theory, everything has a bust, but I, I mean, I I almost feel like it would be like. 10, 15 years ago, it would be, you know, something about derivatives. It's it, That's how I, I feel about or it. Or is remember this like how, the Pets.com arena of... Right. Quicken Loans. Yeah. Quicken Loans well, Arena. Lo- <laughs> loans are good. Those are yeah. stable. But this is the, this seems a lot of the dot-com, but that doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Right. It's just, it's just something different, and um, it doesn't feel as scammy as MGM Sportsbook. It it doesn't, but it 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 but it, there's just something that feels strange about mixing it with baseball, and maybe again that's me being sort of naive and forgetful because keep in mind the the Houston Astros, they of uh, questionable World Series pedigree from a few years ago, they used to play at Exxon Field, Enron Field, Enron Field, en- 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 Enron, Enron Field, yes, uh, before Enron became you know basically a, a, the the shorthand way of saying uh, accounting scandal, yeah. So, but I guess I maybe I wasn't prepared for this headlong rush. It almost feels like I know cryptocurrency has been you know around for a while. I mean, certainly CQ roll call have been 
uh, we have been reporting on its regular, you know, you know, the regulatory, you know, infrastructure around this. You know, the Securities and Exchange Commission has been, you know, trying to figure out like parameters for it. But for it to just all of a sudden, like, as you said, in one corner, you've got MGM Sportsbook and the other corner, you've got crypto. It just feels a little odd to me and a little gross. Sure. I mean, I am of a certain age and uh, gender and race. Therefore, I love Ken Burns' baseball. And if you remember watching like a lot of those highlights, like if you think of what the ads are in the outfield, like they're not good places. No. So what's is what's worse, crypto or cigarettes? I don't know. Right. I'm guessing crypto. I don't know. I'm guessing gam- the, the gambling and cigarettes to me, they're on par. Right. Like, you should be allowed to smoke in the FGM Sportsbook. That's my one request. Well, and, and you know, it really wasn't that long ago that smoking cigarettes was a part of being in the ballpark. Yeah. And, and in, in case of if you were a Baltimore Oriole, your manager, Earl yeah. Weaver, was smoking right next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this is but this is that that seems like a, a different enough era that almost to be almost even though it was only a few decades ago to be almost, you know, indistinguishable from the one we're we're in right now. But you're you're right. There is uh, if you, all you have to do is look at that footage, or you know, it was my birthday recently. Uh, my cousin is a, a, a recovering journalist uh, and and current therapist, and we he knows that I like older magazines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he sent me for my birthday a couple of Life magazines from the '60s, and like every single ad is a cigarette ad. Oh, every yeah. like, and this is like the family magazine, yeah. right? Oh, this is like photos of you know like boxing matches and and cars but it's like it's it's cigarettes and it's liquor i guess the crypto one doesn't bother me nearly as much as the gambling one because what like 10 year old wants to get the crypto at the ballpark there are they're either in or they're out where the sports books are 10 year olds like sports period and this is an extension of that so that's why it's a little bit ickier in a way but how is it different than like anything else the internet it's it's, it's like pretending the internet doesn't exist Right. And that's silly because here's my biggest problem with all of baseball and specifically Nats Park. You have to use the MLB app for your tickets. Yep. That's not comfortable for me. Like that level of marketing is worse than crypto and sportsbook because if you want to go, you have to do that. Right. You don't have to put money down or invest in crypto to go to a game. And that's not a good feeling. Right. Yeah. No, basically to get in the ballpark as a season a partial season ticket holder like myself you have to be okay with them basically surveilling your every movement yeah <laughs> and, and, and selling that data to marketers yeah so but lucky for me i'm of the age where almost no one is targeting me for anything that i'm interested in buying i'm not <laughs> congrats i'm not i am not the dem- i'm not the target demographic for anything except for like you know young young aarp ads or something like that so <laughs> before we talk about what's fun and cool about baseball still one last thing during the the lockout there was a little bit of chatter directed at the owners from policymakers here in washington richard durbin who's a democrat from illinois even though he's from downstate he's inexplicably a cubs fan i've never quite understood that but he's had a lot there are more cubs fans in illinois than cardinals fans Yes, I, but I mean, he's, he's from East St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that. He wants to win his seat. <laughs> right. But he, he, so he's the Judiciary Committee chairman. He's had his hands full the last couple of weeks uh, with the Supreme Court nomination. But during the lockout, he was talking about maybe we need to look at revoking baseball's antitrust uh, exemption. This is something that 
long policy, you know, here in the United States, most, uh, you know, most every sports league does not have this sort of protection to basically engage in a monopoly, except for baseball. And lo and behold, I don't think there was a direct relationship, but within a week, I think the lockout had ended after Durbin started talking about this in public. And again, this is a this is a guy who has a long time affection for baseball, too. Like, yeah, if you if you go on C-SPAN and look at look up Dick Durbin, Louisville slugger, wood bat speech, it's great. You know, it, it's a great sort of, you know, homage to to why wooden bats should be the the bat of choice, bat, the substance of choice for bats in Major League Baseball. And then but th- this seems to come and go every time people get pissed off enough about baseball, that whether it's a, a lockout or a strike or something like that, they talk about revoking antitrust. And then all of a sudden the talk goes away. You think that's basically going to be the case this time? Yes. <laughs> you mean that collection of billionaires is going to get what they want? I, th- I think so. When yeah. is the last time there has been anything to do with any of the major leagues that Congress got involved in and the leagues didn't benefit or the leagues didn't walk away the winner? Like Bill Clinton couldn't even end the baseball strike right. in the 90s. And that's when people really cared about baseball. What's the incentive for to do this? Even though it should be done. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when baseball was looking at the steroid scandal, I mean, like that. I mean that that's more of a transparency thing. It's hard to say if that 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 advantaged, you know, gave an advantage to baseball. It certainly shed light on on bad actors, uh, people who had deceived, you know, the public or were unrepentant. So what did that really do other than prevent a few guys from getting in the Hall of Fame, which I've already established is a bad place? Right. It, it didn't really change anything. No, it's true. It's true. I'm not. I'm also not trying to be negative here. This is tangentially related, but I think is sort of the future of this is. I don't know if you remember this. This is right before the pandemic really hit. One of Bernie's big proposals was all about minor league baseball. Yes. And it would have been a way to get a lot of people, because I'm going to go with Bernie's fan base, not the biggest baseball fans, the exact opposite of Bernie's fan base. Like the hardcore Trump Republicans would really like a lot of these proposals in the minor league uh, plan that Bernie had. That to me could be the future where something could, something really good could happen that I that's going to be really hard to disagree with because yes, how this whole thing started was like you said, millionaire rich guys versus other very rich guys. That is not true whatsoever in minor league baseball. Nope, not at all. So, and I think that's, it's a very difficult thing to understand because yes, it's this pipeline to the majors, but the reward system is so skewed. It makes very little sense. No, they make, make very little money. Some of them have to sleep with like sponsor families, you know, it's not that much different than like, uh, kids that go uh, to Canada play hockey when they're like 14, 15, or yeah, th- this is the only sport in America like this where it doesn't make much sense. And also Bernie's like legislation to protect minor league teams to keep the, the contraction from happening that major league baseball was proposing. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like that, that legislation didn't happen. They did cut, you know, 40 some odd minor league teams. And now there are entire States that don't have a minor league affiliate, which is for, like, like you said, this is the, this is the sort of conduit for a lot of baseball fans, you know, yeah. like, because most people do not go to a major league baseball facility to, to see a game, but like, cause one it's unaffordable. And also there, there's only, you know, so many of those teams, but minor league teams are all over the place. Yeah. And now there are fewer of them. So it's, it's uh it didn't work. <laughs> it's just disappointing because as someone that like, covered both worked in baseball and lots is covering games, but also like a, lo- a long time ago, like worked at a baseball stadium. Like that's a very consistent way 
to pay your bills. Comiskey Park, uh, if if I may say, you yeah, know, like yeah, and like it, that's a shame. That that that's the real. This is I'm not saying anything new or different here, but it's the thing that needs to be reiterated every time. When it comes to strikes, when it comes to lockouts, I could care less about the on-field product, but I really care about that arena or that field or whatever or the stadium being shut down for long swaths of time where people are missing 20 games. That's a lot of money, especially if that's how you're paying your rent. That's not cool. So it's not about rich guys at all. It's it's very, very disappointing. So I'm very glad that there is baseball. And more importantly, 162 games. Yeah, That's the most important part. Yeah. And that's actually a good transition to some of the some of the stories that are on uh, your publication site. Uh, recommend if you like this being baseball week, people have, have, have written some baseball stories. And there's one in particular uh, that is I mean, one of the things that I have always liked about your sites and, and what you what you do in approaching sports is that what you just did, like a connection to that regular people have to it yeah. rather than the stars necessarily on the field. There's pl- they have plenty of people to, to take care of them. But like in particular, there's this great, there's this great story about Homer, mm. the ill-fated public uh, structure at Miami, Mar- the Miami Marlins stadium. That was, uh, you know, a, a, fa- a, this big, huge, like sculpture of like, fish and and marlins and and so forth and it would every time somebody in the rare occasion that some that somebody on the marlins hit a home run well i guess I, when john carlos stanton was was on the team there were quite a few home runs this thing would twirl and run around and do all this kind of stuff and it was just this kooky thing I, if it, is it joe mcadam that, that wrote this no this uh, is marcus yeah. dilmer he's a He's a Midwestern writer. Um, he had a piece that you might have actually read from the New York Times last year all about minor league baseball. You and him have a lot of shared DNA when it comes to love of baseball. <laughs> so it, it is a great story about yeah. the, you know how what you know where this came from, the sculptor and how it got banished basically. Yeah, so this is a very fun private public partnership situation too because th- this statue is owned by both the Marlins and Miami-Dade County. So it was that's why when they initially had it, it was supposed to be in the park, quote unquote, forever. Right. And so now it's technically outside. But now that person, both Jeter, the guy that really wanted it out from the Marlins and the mayor that wanted it out are no longer the mayor and Jeter's no longer with the Marlins. So it might go back into the stadium. It's a it's a wonderful, pointless, stupid thing about baseball. So if you're not a baseball fan, you might like this. <laughs> and if you are funny. a baseball fan, you'd be like, hey, remember that thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been outside for four years. It might be coming back inside. Which is great. And hopefully it won't be too rusty from the salt salt air. That being said, uh, have you been to Marlins Park? I have not. Uh, the plan is to go there uh, later on this year. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely worth your time. Did you ever go to the Metrodome? Oh, yes. It kind of has a Metrodome feel where like it's sort of sterile and it sort of feels like a mall that no one cares about. <laughs> There's not one piece of original Marlins uh, merch that you can buy like so there's nothing from the, like the 93 throwback stuff which is to me one of the greatest 90s designs and even at nats park there's at least one rack of really cool expo stuff right they're right. acknowledging their past the marlins don't do that even though that looks so much better than their current gear where homer used to be is a bobblehead museum that's cool it is kind of cool. There's a bobblehead museum. It's kind of small. There's a little area for kids to play, which we wrote about on the site last year. So Marlins Park is trying to make it fun and nice. It's just, and they have one of the youngest, most exciting squads, which is like, as a Marlins fan, like, you know, these guys aren't probably going to be here when right. they're like 
quote unquote good or ready. They right. are good and ready. It just it's 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 got to be a real tough fan base to be rooting for, even though they won two World Series in seven years. Which yeah, nobody really remembers that as much. As a Cubs sure. fan, yeah, you do. Stop yeah. Oh. it. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, do. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's true. So for you know. Just in general, I mean, like, I, I just want to say that, like, maybe this is just like the point in my life where I'm being where I am, like, and, and it's easy to say because my team, the Nationals, has a World Series ring. But I mean, this is a this is a really good. This is just a it's a, just a good experience in overall. I mean, like, yes, we've we kind of bagged on the crypto and the weirdness of the sports book and so forth, but it's hard to beat sometimes just a baseball game, particularly in summer. I mean, I know yeah. that that's like nostalgic and, and all, but like there's, there is something about this. It, it, I don't think that baseball has the, the cultural connection to most people that it did 50, 60 years ago. There's just too many other options. You know, p- people are are drawn to too many other different sports and, and activities. Soccer or basketball is kind of has just big chunks. No, you don't. You don't agree. I <laughs> disagree because every single one of those options was around 50 or 60 years ago. This is like 90 percent MLB squandering their love, thinking that it would always be there. Mm. And it's really just the NFL and the NBA stepping up. I mean, the only sport that's lost this type of cachet is boxing. Boxing has seemingly never recovered and seemingly never won't because even now in the fight game, people care way more about MMA than boxing. And baseball really screwed up because not every five-year-old is going to play Pop Warner football. In fact, most probably won't. They might play soccer, but there's still not a ton of love for MLS here. So baseball is really screwing up because like, yeah, most every kid, regardless of where you live, at least in the DC region, has the opportunity to play baseball for either cheap or free, thanks to the Nationals, and they're doing their damnedest. But it's it's the upper levels just making it very difficult. And I do think that even though everything right now is online and cable, blah blah blah, you used to watch 162 games on free TV. That meant something, and that's just gone. And unless stuff like that comes back, it's going to be really hard to grow. And unfortunately for baseball, we're their target demo. That's not a good thing. No. <laughs> we're not the future. <laughs> no, and you can't really like TikTok, Instagram story baseball the same way you can with any other major sport and make a highlight package. Because like, I love home runs, but like, it's really only good if you're like watching the whole at bat or the game or understanding, or else just a guy swinging. Yeah. So it's not like a dunk. It's not like a goal. It's not like a touchdown. It's it's tough to make short and compactable and easy easy to adjust on a phone. So. That experience stuff is really, really important, and people are just missing out because, like you said, for all those reasons, like it's too expensive, and none of the savings has been passed down since MGM and crypto and all these places are in most every ballpark. Right, which is one of the reasons that you know baseball players were saying like, "Hey, you you have this huge infusion of cash, mm-hmm. you know, coming from this, and like the the players, the people who put the pro- you know the product on the field, yeah, need need to share in it." So, I mean, despite all that, I I have to admit I am looking forward to being back in the ballpark. Um, I mean, it's it's you know again part of the sort of coming out of the pandemic vibe. But speaking of which, didn't you just go to the gridiron? No, I did not. Oh, good. Uh, I am I am not a member of the gridiron. Uh, I did not go to the gridiron. I feel for the folks who. You know, it's 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 tough getting into social situations where it feels like we're done. And then all of a sudden you see like a like a like a mini outbreak. You know, hopefully one of the nice things about that, the only things coming out of that is everybody was vaccinated uh, and, and boosted. So hopefully Good. they'll they'll be all right. But unlike Anthony Rizzo. Sorry. Go right. 
<laughs> yes, there are still a few uh, athletes out there who you know, are, are translating that cancer survivor, Anthony Rizzo. Yes. Uh, unvaccinated. So yep. superhuman by choice. Um, yeah. New York Yankees, Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Brandon, always good to talk to you about uh, sports. I feel like we can uh, riff on, especially how the public arena, you know, kind of works in tandem with, with this stuff. Uh, it's, it's all related. So thank you for your, thank you for your thoughts. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your very cold and wet and delayed opening day. <laughs> For sure. Thanks a lot. <laughs>